1: And today we are continuing our exploration of Oregon's Central Cascade Mountains with another spot where there is just so much to see and do.
0: Mm -hmm. Jim, last week we explored the Bounty of the McKinsey Pass, Santiam Pass, Scenic Byway outside of Sisters. And this week we're headed just a little bit to the south to the Cascade Lakes Scenic Byway outside of Bend. And like the name suggests, what you get on this beautiful drive is great cascade mountain views and just a ton of lakes.
1: Oh, yeah, great place to be. And just like we mentioned on last week's episode, this is another spot that closes for the winter. So some of what we're going to talk about today will not be accessible via car this late in the year. But It's still an opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, get your planning uh, Mm -hmm. in gear for next spring and summer, you know, once the snow melts and everything opens back up. So, uh, Jamie, this uh, this is just one of those areas that is pure Oregon magic, I think. Right. Um, It is photogenic to the max beauty out the ears, out the wazoo, whatever, you know, whatever (laughs) you want to say. It is wildly pretty. And has, uh, like the name would suggest, a concentration of lakes that is unrivaled really anywhere else in the state.
0: Yeah. I mean, so this is this is an area that is south of the Three Sisters. Um, mm-hmm. But you're kind of driving between those mountains. You've got Mount Bachelor. Um, you've got Diamond Peak a little farther to the south. Um, so you've got just mountains on the horizon constantly. And along the way, you can stop off at all of these little lakes where you'll find Uh, Day use areas, places to go paddle, put your boat in the water, uh, resorts, um, pullouts alongside of the highway just for these great mountain views and a little bit of history as well. Um, It's just one of these perfect drives where if you're, say, going from Bend to Eugene or to um, farther points south, um, this is a great way to take a little bit of a scenic route and Mm -hmm. see a lot of great stuff. Maybe go on some hikes. Um, maybe get a ski trip in in the winter time, um and have a little bit of adventure here in this just beautiful, absolutely gorgeous area of the state. Yeah, this is not
1: meant to be a fast uh, excursion. This is not meant to be the quickest point between A and B for probably <laughs> most places in the state. This is meant to be a slow it down, get out of the car, stop at a bunch of points, enjoy yourself, enjoy the views, bring your camera, bring a picnic lunch, Do it upright and spend some time out there because it is so, so pretty and so worthy of your exploration. So, Jamie, we have tons to talk about. And I guess the natural place to start would be kind of your first main uh, attraction or natural feature, if you will, upon, uh, you know, leaving Bend, getting out on the highway, driving out. Boom. Mount bachelor is right there. Just right there. Smacking you in the face, yep. uh, across, you know, uh, across the landscape there. And most Oregonians are probably going to know Mount bachelor for its skiing and snowboarding potential. That is obviously, uh, its main attraction. It is a fantastic ski and snowboard resort, a place I very much enjoy a place I tend to hit Most winters uh, plan to hit this winter uh, to go down there and enjoy its snowy slopes. It offers the unique opportunity for the uninitiated of uh, when the conditions are right. And that's not all the time. um, A chairlift will take you to very near the top of Mount Bachelor, which uh, Jamie is a heck of an experience being able to ski off the top of this beautiful mountain. Uh, that has just commanding views, 360 degrees, Uh, not a lot of places uh, that you can, can do that with such spectacular majesty stretching in all directions in front of you.
0: Yeah. It's just a spectacular area. And, you know, these, these are areas too, where in this summertime, um, some of those ski runs turn into hiking areas. So that is an opportunity too if you wanted to head out there in the warmer season. But one of the great things about Mount Bachelor on this particular scenic byway is that it is one of the spots you can access year round. So when yep. this highway closes, it closes at a gate that is just past the turnout to Mount Bachelor. So, uh, in the wintertime, you want to get just a taste of the Cascade Lake scenic byway. Mount Bachelor is kind of like your spot to do that. That in some yep. of these snow parks that are between Bend and Mount Bachelor itself. Um, but Jim, like you said, this is kind of like one of the premier destinations of the scenic byway and of the whole area around Bend, to be honest.
1: I took it upon myself at one point to hike to the top of Mount Bachelor um, during the dry season and uh, really enjoyed that as well. If you, mm. you folks do a little bit of research uh, to track down the kind of hiking path um, to the top, I found it to be not overly strenuous, uh, not overly difficult The reward was higher than anticipated. I was like, oh, gosh, do I really want to hike to the top of something that has a chairlift that goes to the top of something? (laughs) You know, essentially the top a little bit below the summit. And the answer is yes, actually. I do want to do that. It's extremely cool. Very beautiful and not overly taxing. So would highly recommend that hike would highly recommend uh, going to check it out if you enjoy skiing or snowboarding. But Jamie, that is only uh, the tip of the iceberg here as far as opportunities go along this scenic byway. Mind you, while it is fully open to vehicle traffic or, you know, so on and so forth. Jamie, the big area right there is the Three Sisters Wilderness, a place where you actually spent some time recently, and I have also, uh, you know, tended to enjoy from time to time.
0: Yeah, this is um, a, a really popular wilderness area there in the Central yeah. Cascades. The Green Lakes Soda Creek Trailhead uh, is just one of these extremely popular places to go hiking, and uh, for good reason. So, if you stop off at that trailhead and you hike uh, north to Green Lakes. Um, it's a, it's a reasonable hike. It, it's about eight miles round trip. So four miles up, four miles back. Um, I'd say it's, you know, a moderate hike. It's not super difficult, uh, but definitely gives you a little bit of challenge for some hikers. And the reward is just fantastic. It, it leads to these lakes that are smack in between South Sister and Broken Top, which are two of those mountains right there. Um, and it is an absolutely beautiful scenic spot. So, this is a place where in the past, it has been known to have just swarms of hikers and backpackers. This last year was the first year that this wilderness, as well as a couple other wilderness areas in the central Cascades went under a new permitting system. So roughly between sort of the peak season and, you know, that Memorial Day, Labor Day timeframe, um, you end up, uh, needing to have a hiking or backpacking permit to go into these areas at all. And from what I've heard from forest officials, it's resulted in exactly what it intended, which is a much quieter experience, um, a place of much more solitude. So where you might've had, you know, 200, 300, 400 hikers in a day at that Green Lakes trailhead, you're not ending up with maybe, you know, 60 hikers, 80 hikers, maybe a hundred. So that's significant um, because Jim, I don't know if you've hiked that in the busy season. I hiked it in the fall after the permits were not required and found it mm-hmm. just to be crazy crowded like it used to really? be and it can be when it gets up there it can be like uh, a slow parade going down the trail mm-hmm. and this is mm-hmm. this was this was like a week it's like a wednesday in mid-october um really and their trailhead parking lot was basically full by noon um you know i got there at like you know 8 30 in the morning so i was fine um but this is an area where if you're going outside the season um you definitely need to make sure that you're you know aware that crowds are going to be there. Um, honestly, I would say just get a permit and go there when there's not crowds and it's beautiful uh, and have yourself a, just a nice quiet time in this wilderness area because it really is a special spot.
1: We can do a whole episode takeout on uh, permitting issues and access things. Yep. And uh, you know that whole deal, that is not what we're going to jump into here other than to say Uh, All of this illustrates it's a busy area. Any time of year, you can get to it reasonably easy. Uh, I do know some folks go into the wilderness there on snowshoes or on skis during the winter, during the snowy months. But uh, that's not the the focus on this show here particularly. Other than to say, Jamie, holy moly, that area is just exorbitantly beautiful. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. I mean, framed by the sisters, broken top lakes, beautiful terrain, you name it. Um, go climb South, sister, if that's your kind of thing. Get a view from the top. It is is—it uh, is supreme, to say the least. And Jamie, uh, driving down continuing down this byway here, down the highway, uh, there are more lakes than I think I could even rattle off the top of my head. Uh, I, you, <laughs> I know, recently traveled through here and shared some photos, and it was just like bang, bang, bang. Beauty everywhere you turn.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could spend uh, several days on the Scenic Byway, stopping off, camping out, hanging out at these lakes. Um, There's just uh, no shortage of lakes. The first one you get to, actually, Sparks Lake, which is just before you get to that Green Lakes trailhead we were talking about. Sparks Lake is a beautiful place to spend um, sunrise, I think. Um, you get there and you have just these gorgeous views of South sister and broken top over the lake. So we talked about being able to hike up in there and see those mountains close up, but seeing them reflected in this beautiful, still shallow, clear mountain lake is just absolutely a primo experience. Um, so I would say definitely stop off a of Sparks Lake. If you want to do like one lake, I think that's the one to do it. But like you said, Jim, as you go down the highway, you're seeing just lake after lake after lake. Um and it it's kind of hard to even, you know, figure out which ones to stop at, which ones are the best. It's really, you know, um, a matter of of opinion. Um, I stopped off at a couple, just like picked a couple randomly and said, let's check these ones out. Um, and had had a good time with those. Um, but I mean, I would say folks, just, you know, look at a lake and stop off and check it out and explore it. And the next time you go, check out a different couple of lakes. Um, But we're talking about Elks Lake, where there's a resort and a marina and a campground. We've got Lava Lake and we've got Cultus Lake and the Crane Prairie Reservoir. I mean, Jim, they go on and on the Wikiup Reservoir, Davis Lake. Uh, and there's just so many, so many on there you can check out.
1: I think the point is, Jamie, we are perhaps lacking on specifics of here is exactly what you should do. That is not the point. The point is to be able to go and meander to your heart's content, stop where you want to stop, go where you want to go, do a little baby hike here, have a little picnic lunch there, experience the totality of this area, mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe going out with, oh, I've got a, a, beeline for Davis Lake. And that's where I'm going to hang out. And that's the only place I'm going to hang out. If you do that, you've closed yourself off to other options throughout that byway. I mean, I feel like I've used all the superlatives already, but it's a a stunning place to be.
0: Yeah. And Jim, you know, we talked about it a little bit here, but um, one of the cool aspects and features of this byway too are all the resorts that are on this lake. Yep. 100%. Um, Obviously with the seasonal highway, these are not necessarily going to be open year round, but these are places where, if you want to have a bit of a cozier time, um, you don't want to necessarily camp out. Um, stay at some of these resorts and have just a, a good old time. Um, get a, you know, getting a room or a cabin or whatever whatever it is they're offering. Um, that's a, a really nice way to to stop and and stay the night in this on this scen- beautiful scenic area.
1: Mm-hmm. And I do know at least one Elk Lake Resort uh, along the byway is open during the winter time um, accessed only by snow cat or a snowmobile, Jamie. Wow. So, uh, you've got to, you've got to have a little different experience in order to get cozy out there. Um, an experience mind you that I would love to have. This looks extremely cool. I'm on their website right now and, uh, it's beautiful out there in the winter time, but, uh, that is of course to be expected.
0: Jim, you got to go out there and check that out and report back because that sounds like a really cool experience.
1: Yeah, I could get down with that. And Jamie, this is all to say there are other great things nearby as well for those kind of planning a road trip during the warmer months. You've got the Pacific Crest Trail running nearby. Mm-hmm. You've got Jamie, I know one of your favorites, a fall favorite, Waldo Lake.
0: Oh, love Waldo Lake, yeah.
1: And if you're uh in the Bend area, you of course have the Deschutes River Trail, which is a favorite to many. We're going to talk some more about the Cascade Lakes Scenic Byway and some things to do if Bend is your base camp of sorts for those kind of adventures right after a short break. All right, folks, we are back talking some more about the Cascade Lakes Scenic Byway, but also uh, some things to do in Bend, which is a natural base camp of sorts for folks who are going to check out the Byway, Mount Bachelor and beyond. So, Jamie, you were actually just down in Bend not too long ago as your base camp for this trip. And uh, my impression, my understanding is that you stayed at a place that is new to you and quite cool.
0: Yeah, this is um sort of a relatively new uh A hotel right there Uh, it's if you're kind of doing the cascade lake scenic byway it is right there at the beginning of it so it is um you know you turn out of their parking lot and you are basically on the highway
1: Um, hang a left and you're good to go
0: yeah exactly um so this is a place called lodge bend and that's lodge spelled uh capital l-o-g-e it is not loge um like everyone wants to say um, it is pronounced Lodge and it also stands for, um, Live Outside, Go Explore, which is pretty much the philosophy of this hotel. So it is aimed squarely at outdoor adventurers, um, specifically those who are exploring this part of Oregon. So, Jen, this is the kind of place that I feel like is like right up your alley. <laughs> so in every room, there are bike racks, there are ski racks. So you don't have to worry about leaving stuff on top of or inside of your car overnight because um, people have reported having stuff you know, stolen and that's a huge bummer. Uh, in the rooms, there are hammocks hanging from the ceiling for either sleeping purposes, if that's your, your fancy, um, or for hanging out purposes. Um, I will say that the hammock in my room, uh, I, I went to get into, and it was a little high off the floor <laughs> for me. Mm. Um, requires a little bit of a leap of faith uh, to get into those. Um, Literally speaking,
1: I yeah, suppose. Yeah,
0: um, But just a really cool spot. Um, this is another spot like a lot of these sort of modern boutique hotels in Oregon that are focused on community experiences. So um, they have like a cafe and outdoor seatings for um, people to hang out and you know have a beer or have a cider. Um, have a little bite to eat afterward. There is a stage for live music or other entertainment. There's a hot tub. There's a pool. And when I talked to the folks at Lodge, they said that the Bend property there is really all about trying to attract not just travelers, but also locals. So they say, Hey, we're having live music. We're having, you know, hmm. um, a brewery come in or whatever. Come in, stop by and everyone can sort of commingle there together. Um, but I think one of the, the, probably the best aspect about this hotel specifically is that it is just right there. So, I mean, it connects like directly to the, um, mountain bike systems there in Bend. Like I said, you know, you go right out of the parking lot and you are on the Cascade Lake Scenic Byway. It is so close to Mount Bachelor, where if you want to wake up in the morning and get right to it, it's just a matter of minutes before you're, you're absolutely in the middle of nature there.
1: I'm a fan, Jamie. Uh, I've seen these lodge properties uh, at a couple different spots throughout the Northwest, uh, seen them advertised or whatnot, have driven past the one in Ben and thought, huh, that's interesting. I, uh, I'd be interested to check that out. So, uh, sounds like a positive review from you and Jamie. I mean, uh, we've touched on a number of times things to do in Bend. We need not belabor the point too much, but I know you have a couple of favorite spots to eat, a couple of favorite spots to enjoy. Um, you know, say you've, uh, you've been out on the scenic byway all day long. It's a gorgeous summer day and you are coming back to town. Where are you stopping?
0: Man, Jim, one of my favorite spots for like a lunch or like a dinner is this this place called Primal Cuts, um, which if you are uh, a carnivorous person, um, has just just excellent um, meat, uh, whether sandwiches or, you know, meat you want to take back and cook back at camp or the outdoor kitchens of Lodge Bend. They also have um, a growler fill place on site if you want to get a growler of beer or whatnot as well. Um, primal cuts is a, just an excellent spot to stop at. And of course, if you're leaving town in the morning, um, the place everyone likes to stop at is the Sparrow bakery, uh, which I, you know, it just is one of, I think probably one of the best small town bakeries in Oregon known for, um, all kinds of, uh, of different, uh, concoctions there. The ocean rolls, I think are probably the best known, Jim, you, you I'm sure mm-hmm. you've had one of those before.
1: I, I am familiar with the ocean roll and, uh, we'll give that a hearty recommendation, Jamie. Absolutely.
0: And Jim, one more spot I like as um, if you're maybe have a little bit more time, if you're having a more leisurely morning, you want to stop off and have brunch. Um, I like the spot called Chow, uh, which is, you know, one of these places kind of similar to Portland where, you know, if you show up a little bit too late, there's a line out the door, uh, but just a really mm-hmm. good, fresh ingredient, healthy stuff. When I, If I'm on the road and I want to get a good meal before going out and adventuring, I like to have, you know, healthier uh, food in my body. It, I don't want to just have like sausage and eggs, you know, um, and chow is a great spot to do that.
1: Love to hear it. Jamie, we've of course shouted out our gelato place uh, that we both <laughs> enjoy here on the show before that place is Bonta uh, natural artisan gelato. Uh, we need not go there more other than, uh, well, we we do need to go there more but on the podcast. We we have, we have given them uh, plenty of love here on the show. Um, our podcast editor Andrew Thien is going to get on our case again for. Uh, he has another place that he really likes there, and I, I have it on the tip of my tongue, and I can't Ooh, remember. He's going to goodies,
0: goodies, go. or
1: something like that. Goodie, goodies. Let's see, let's look it up. Goodies,
0: chocolate uh, and ice cream. Yeah, that that is right. Goodies, there,
1: chocolate and ice cream.
0: Right there in downtown Bend near uh, Drake Park. No shortage of good places to stop and hang out in Ben. Places to drink, places to eat. It is again one of these towns that is designed for people who. During the day, go off and go skiing, mountain biking, hiking, whatever, and then come back into town at night and eat, drink, be merry and rest up for another day uh, of getting back out there.
1: Jamie, I couldn't have said it better myself. I suppose that's why we make a great team. (laughs) But uh, I think we've basically said it. We've said our piece. Uh, Lots of good fun and planning for the warmer months i know it's kind of getting to the point of year man where it's like uh, i'm i'm hunkering down for winter things i'm I'm excited about that i'm looking forward to things that i do this time of year but it is uh it is fun to let your mind wander back to all right what am i gonna do when the seasons change you know we're always in search of the next greatest thing Mm -hmm. and there are plenty of them on the horizon looking forward to it as always But folks, until next time here on the podcast, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale
0: and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we we'll leave you with this 10 Seconds present.